Hi guys, this week we have Erin Hurley, a jiu-jitsu black belt world champion who is now embarking on her MMA career. It was great to talk to Erin about how martial arts and BJJ in particular has helped her overcome some of her mental health struggles and we talk about how it can be a great way for anyone to do the same. I really enjoyed this conversation as a budding jiu-jitsu white belt myself and I hope you guys do too. Thanks for listening as always. Erin Hurley, welcome to the Earthy Delights podcast. What's the crack? How are you doing? <laughs> I needed that, like... <laughs> yeah, there's no um, translation there. <laughs> there's Irish in my blood, I swear. <laughs> okay. Um, it's somewhere deep in there. Maybe I knew that in a past life. Uh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Just um, getting back to training and being in Los Angeles, we have... Uh, everything's opening up again. So I'm finally back to, like, training in real life from the whole COVID pandemic debacle. So that's pretty much where nice. I'm at now. Nice. Yeah, you were saying just before, like, we press record that you, you've actually said to your, like, train like your coach now that you're actually looking for a fight actively so mm-hmm. like it's kind of ramped it up a level so yeah, uh, yeah, i was yeah. like yeah like every think- time I, I walk down the street i just i engage and i'm like that guy would be good for a fight i'll fight him, I'll fight him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> see this is how like now. your ment- this is how your mentality is so different from mine and pretty much <laughs> yeah. anyone else who's listened to this podcast like i never think that way um but <laughs> so, so for people who don't understand they're like what what is this girl talking about like tell me a bit about yourself like what what do you mean when you're saying you're training and and, and all this and like yeah so what's like your profile so I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and I got my black belt in 2017. I started training in 2009. So it was a good, you know, 10 years. I started when I was um, just turning 20. I was never an athlete before that. So I found jiu-jitsu and it's very technical. It's for the smaller opponent. Um, and there wasn't any like face punching. And of course, I watched the UFC at the time and I told myself, okay, when I'm a purple belt, a solid purple belt, you know, a few years into training, I'm going to go to MMA. And I never did because, you know, I, instead I wanted to be a high level athlete. So I was a high level athlete. Um, every belt level I was, I was, you know, doing the worlds, doing the, the pans, the big tournaments. Um, and I did really well and I got promoted to, to black belt finally. And then I was like, I'm going to do MMA. <laughs> um, and rarely do people go from like hugging it out on the floor to, like full on punching and kicking each other in the face. So um, besides COVID, I really did take pretty much the year off. Um, But prior to that, I had my first uh, amateur MMA fight. So that's kind of my focus now um, is getting back into training because last year I did like a whole uh, like paramedic program, which is, we call it EMT. It's like basic. I was going to go into firefighting. I was like, I'm going to change my whole life because this whole (laughs) pandemic made me think. So, yeah. um, yeah, so now I am also a founder of submit the stigma, which is a mental health charity within the jujitsu community. It's been around since 2016. Um, and I just try to promote mental health as, as a priority, just like we do physical health, obviously training when we're like, Oh no, my ankles hurt. I can't train. But there's also mm-hmm. times when we step on the mat and it's like, my head's not right, you know, or I'm yeah. really upset and I can't figure out why. Or I didn't sleep that well last night and now I'm irritable or just different things. You need to, you need to pay attention to how your mind is, how your feelings are and whatnot. And I think that sometimes people try to separate it when they step on the mat, but it's very real. You can't separate it. It's human emotion. We're all human. And I like to remind people of that, especially when I go into training or a fight, you know, and people Mm. like to be like, um, right like cyborg right there's like the rhino mm. three different <laughs> people within the <laughs> cyborg because like, you want yeah. to feel like you're invincible uh-huh. and um i'm just like no you're human <laughs> you know yeah. like 
I may hit you in the face and you may cry. Like it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back after. So, yeah. <laughs> Mental health, I, MMA, all that is what I'm up to now. Beautiful. I, I mean, I said this before, um, before, before we started recording, but I was like, I've recently started to get back into jujitsu and I managed to like kind of rope my girlfriend in. And I was saying to Jim, who unfortunately can't be with us today, but I was saying, oh man, I really want to get like a jujitsu guy or girl on to the podcast. I was like, actually, I think it'd be more powerful if it comes from a girl because automatically people think of like uh martial arts as like being very macho and i think like yeah. you can turn people off when a guy's just saying like like you're saying like oh i'm invincible and this that, and the other and i was like man i really want like a female jiu-jitsu champion but it'd be cool if like obviously we're a mental health podcast i was like they need to have some sort of mental health link so i did the old google and before we showed right <laughs> up and i was like ah oh, the gods have been smiling down on me um <laughs> but but what i was wanting to say as well like you said there and you're talking about like how um how like your mental health is or your, your mental state is as, as important as your physical state. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can only kind of expect the best results when the both are, are at like optimum levels. Do you think, I mean, this is just from, I'm mean, like I said, I'm only a novice. I'm only a white belt and I'm, you know, I'm just like, you know, just starting in this, but I've noticed like I used to do karate when I was a young kid and the different, I've noticed like little differences from karate to jujitsu whereby mm-hmm. I feel like in jujitsu, they're way more, even though like it's brutal, like people can choke you the fuck out yeah. and all this stuff and break your arm and all of that. But like, I feel like it's way more cerebral. And I do feel mm-hmm. like in a way they, they kind of would take that where what I'm trying to say is if you went to a mat or you went to like your coach and you were like, Hey, look, I'm not feeling it today. Or my head's not really at the right space. They're not going to like laugh you out of the gym where I feel like in other more traditional kind of martial arts like you said it's very macho and it's more like Mm. that's not taken into play would you agree with that like is that your experience as well I think it depends on your goals so for me Mm. you know and I just like I told you that I told my coach like okay I'm ready for a fight um you know when I was doing jujitsu and I was competing when you're competitive and you you know I I I trained under three different professors that are all multiple time world champion legends so you know when you tell them like I want to be just like you and, and then they're like, okay, so you're going to train twice a day. You're going to work out. You're going to diet. You're going to do this, this, and this. And if you say, right. you know, obviously they understand if you have like a job or you have school, which I did at some point um, during my career, but then it's like you go full time and it's like, they're like, well, why are you just sitting on the couch? Like, I get it. It's hard. But like, if you want anything worthwhile, you got to do mm. it. You got to you mm. show up, you know? Mm. Um so I think it's different. So when you tell your goals to someone and you say, I'm going to be a black belt world champion, they're going to hold you to a very high standard, right? Yeah. But if you just say, I'm Jim, I got two kids at home. Um, I work full time and I come here. My wife lets me work out for an hour with my friends and I love it. You know, yeah, absolutely. They don't care whether you are training, but when you are so-called repping their team and they, they mm. want you to win, they want you to do your best. They don't want someone going out there and being like, well, I'm overweight. I didn't make weight or not, you know, not professional. And I know that yeah. competitions in terms of jujitsu are like put your lower belt, go have fun. That's fine. Just mm. have, go have fun. Yeah. But as soon as you're like, I want to be sponsored, I want to be um, like a, a high level athlete and I want to get you know, paid to do this. And then I'm going to post instructionals on Instagram and I'm going to really build up being the athlete version. They're going to hold you to that. So yeah, it right. just depends. I mean, but that's the same with everything. Like if you have a, just a regular job and you're like, I just come here to get a paycheck and then I go home. Right. 
versus I want, this is my dream job and I can't mm. wait to go further in it. So like, that's what I love about jujitsu. And I know that there's like this tagline that jujitsu is for everyone. And it really is. It's just that maybe someone who looks at me is going to go, Oh, well, does that mean everybody competes? Like I thought everybody competed and it's definitely not true. Yeah. Like, a small amount of people compete. So it's yeah. just a great lifestyle type of martial art, but it depends on yeah. like what, what you want to do, you know, but in terms of like uh, getting hurt or mistakes or accidents, things like that, it's very easy to mm. um, just move around, flow, do things nice. It's harder to punch someone and then gauge how strong you are and gauge how hard right. you're punching, which is something that I had to work yeah. on when my training partners were like, dude, we're just light okay. sparring. And I'm like, wait, hold on, yeah. I don't know. So jujitsu also, when you said cerebral, I was like, Yes, because I had to explain to some people, I'm like, striking is so different because I'm not touching. It's really my eye contact, right? So I have to be able to see when a punch is coming to be able to defend it mm. versus jujitsu. Mm. It's like once I'm on you, I can close my eyes and I can do mm. whatever I'm doing. Of course, when you're a white yeah. belt, you may not even realize that like you're in half guard, top half guard and someone's you know locked on your leg. And then all of a sudden it's free and all you have to do is step over into mount, but you have no idea of that self-awareness. So it's yeah. definitely just be getting more aware of what you're capable of doing and like the feeling of like mm -hmm. knowing what's happening without having to see it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And, and like for you, for someone who, who's gone in there and has said like from the jump, like I want to be a black belt, like I want to be a, a mm -hmm. world level in, and I want to be a specialist in like jujitsu before any MMA stuff. You know, you've said like you're you're um, a mental health advocate, and you've had your own problems. I mean, let's start. Let's start here. Like, what what did you suffer with? And then mm -hmm. my follow up question would be like, how did how did that play into kind of your journey to becoming a black belt? Because you said there that you like so you're being held to the highest standards possible, and yet you're still kind of like wrestling um, mm -hmm. with these demons. How did that all play in? A lot, um, and I think the the hardest part also is when you have an instructor that doesn't understand exactly like the emotion especially being a girl um i was the only girl when i first started at least that was like, full-time like really into it there were some girls that would come but like not really into it and i'm more emotional so like being more than a guy you know like so i don't i think that's also the hard part of people not understanding but the thing is when i started jujitsu i didn't even understand like why i was the way i was I just knew that growing up, I had a lot of emotions, <laughs> like right. a lot of emotion. Like I would, you know, um, someone would say, oh, I don't want you to come over anymore, you know, and I just have a mental breakdown, like nobody likes me and oh my God, and mm -hmm. I have no friends and you, you get like, you catastrophize everything, mm -hmm. I think is like the best mm -hmm. way to put it. Even growing up when I was in my teens, like. If anything happened, I remember I had a friend, I, I got a flat and I was on the side of the freeway and there's a lot of like trucks going by and it was middle of the night and my friend that I had just left her house wasn't answering. And by the right. time she had called me back, she told me that the sound of my voice made it seem like I was getting raped at that moment. Like that's how distraught I would be. So jujitsu was good for me and it was also like really, really hard because I had to put the emotion aside and that's really hard to do. So I have since been diagnosed with ADHD, depression, and anxiety. And by anxiety, I mean generalized anxiety disorder, meaning my body will just all of a sudden, you know, the physical things of like chest being tight and like your body goes like, oh, it's so aware all of a sudden. 
um, like the fight or flight mode. And I have no idea what's causing it. I'm like racking my brain, like, what is it this time? So it's just mm -hmm. in general, I get that like ah, feeling. So imagine um, going into a competition where someone is literally trying to just choke you out. Um, right, right. And I, think that's, <laughs> and I started, I started competing three months in. I did three months and I was like, oh, professor, can I compete? And he was like, sure, if you want. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do it. And then um, just from then on, it was like, this is what I do now. And it's so scary. Everything is so scary. So when I first kind of dabbled in anxiety, it was prior to jujitsu because there was a study online. We have Craigslist here and it was like, get paid to take like a, a medication and maybe it's a mm -hmm. placebo, maybe it's not, but get like 500 bucks. And so when I was in college, this was about 2008, 2009. And I was like telling all my friends like, yeah, I found this thing. All I have to do is go in once a week and answer some questions and like take this pill or whatever. So awesome. Right. I'm getting like $500. And then, then of course, that's the stigma of, of mental illness of like, I'm not going in because I'm sick. I'm going in because uh, I just want some money. I'm a college student. So that mm -hmm. was like the beginning. And I remember having major breakdowns. I still don't know if I took the drug or if I had a placebo, but either way, it was like, it like screwed up my head a lot. And I had like panic attacks and stuff. So just like you were saying before we recorded, you said, I wanted to do jujitsu. I just couldn't, I couldn't step into a gym. Well, it took me a yeah. year. I was introduced to a competition of jujitsu and I was like, this is so awesome. And I even knew of a place that was near my work at the time. And I just, I couldn't do it. And finally it was like a random day that my, I was over at my friend's house. And I was like, can you just go with me? We'll just go check it out. Mm. We'll just go walk in. We'll just go check it out. You know? And then the guy was like, yeah, perfect here. Come tomorrow at this time. And I knew a couple dudes that were already there. So thank God, mm. like I knew someone and just from there, you know, being in the weird gi and putting it on. <laughs> so with mental health wise, I mean, this was like me not even knowing that I had mental health issues and then slowly figuring out like, is this why I have so many issues with relationships, with frustration, with competing and, and, and um, you know, having to delve in a little bit and realizing that there was a lot of um, just stuff that I needed to go through to be able to, to win anything. I mean, if you don't, and that's what I learned. I think when you don't like yourself, you can't do shit. Like you will not be able mm. to accomplish anything. And I'm not talking just like tasks or like, uh, I'm talking about competition and I'm not talking about a dance competition where you have to do your best. No, no, no. Jiu-jitsu is you do your best and sometimes it doesn't matter. Yeah. For whatever reason, this person got more points than you, kept you in a better position, submitted you, things happen, you know, just mm -hmm. like how mm -hmm. crazy knockouts happen, you know, like it's not by chance, yeah. but I mean, you get caught. So it's yeah. very hard when you train full time and you quit everything, quit like take a semester off school, you know, stop working for a little bit and you're giving your best and it's not good enough. So facing mm. those, I was like suicidal. And that's when mm. it was like, okay, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't working. And, you right. know, so learning, not necessarily like people with depression have this, this and this, and so do I, it's not really about well, what is about, what is it about depression or anxiety or ADHD that is affecting my performances? It was more so like, why am I like this? And why do I struggle so much? You know, cause in right. life you don't, you don't just struggle in competition. You struggle in life. There are things with, maybe you don't communicate well with people, or maybe you feel like you're hurt by someone and you don't know how to tell them things like that. So yeah. when I'm training and um, you're able to solve those problems, like immediately, Right. So like you're in training yeah. now. And do you think like this is a thing like 
you know, when I first, I've been, I was saying for years beforehand, like I can't, I really want to do jiu-jitsu. I really love it. Like I'd watch mm-hmm. UFC and it really got me into it. And then I'd go like down wormholes and like, and I was like into it without being in yeah. it. If you get me. Yeah. And then I was like, eventually I was like, Seb, you need to shut up or like do it. Like one of the mm-hmm. two. So then eventually like I just did it. And like, and I, but then I imagine like that as a girl, cause I mean, I went in and my first class, it was all guys. Yep. Um, eventually I saw a girl like maybe in my fifth class in, um, but like it's, you know, it's, even though it's not so macho in the sense of like a boxing gym or something, but it is still like testosterone fill in the air. Oh, like, yeah. You can feel it. And mm-hmm. I, I always, you like, and I, whenever I see a, yeah, exactly. Whenever I see a girl there, I always give them like, in my head at least i give them more kudos for being just for being there like forget their level belt or whatever i'm just like that's like because if i was a girl i'm not sure if i would have the like the courage to go there and then so and then so that's the last like the minimum level right that's just going and like just like rolling around and just getting taught like new mm-hmm. stuff as a white belt but then there's like competing which like you said is a different that's a different animal because you're now like going in there against someone else who also, who also wants to break your arm or tap you out or break your leg or whatever it is, right? And for someone who has, like, anxiety, I mean, that's anxiety-inducing for a normal, quote-unquote, normal person who doesn't have anxiety, yep. let alone someone who has anxiety, and you're like, oh, shit, like, tomorrow, it's <laughs> like, this is the situation. And I feel like I just want to ask, by p- repeatedly putting yourself in those situations, do you feel like that's actually helped you deal with your anxiety kind of in – when you come, when you step out of competition and out of jujitsu and like into your real life, where it's like all of a sudden you've got an anxiety attack in the supermarket, for example, and you're like, oh, this isn't shit. Like yesterday, I was getting tapped out by this girl. Like I'm now just yeah. like picking out my cereal. Do you know what I mean? Like, does it help you <laughs> overcome that? Um, yeah, like there's definitely confidence, and I like I said, like you have to like yourself, right? And so jujitsu mm. allowed me to like myself, and. That took a lot. I mean, I had training partners, coaches that had to basically beat it into me that like you can do this. And as long as you don't get frustrated or like let your emotions get in the way, you can basically you can conquer anything kind of thing. Like that's what Mm -hmm. it feels like. So definitely being a woman, um, I always did what I call like man stuff. Like um, my my dad didn't have a son. I was the son. (laughs) So I've (laughs) always done things like that that are like dude stuff. But I was never an mm-hmm. athlete. I hung out with a bunch of dudes. I love dick and fart jokes. Like, that's just my humor. That's what I grew up on. I'm like, I can be right. like a dude. So I would say that I blended in more than most. Um, and mm-hmm. of course, like when I first started training, I had um, I had like press on like nails and I had like makeup on all the time because I had really bad acne and I was so embarrassed by it. And then I'd get on someone's gi and I'm like, I swear it's going to wash out. Um, <laughs> so being a girl is very, very different but I liked being one of the guys. So if I had started mm-hmm. and it was simply just like a female class and a female instructor and like, that's all I did. I don't think I would have liked it as much. Cause I really do like the, the gnarliness of it. Like the, the mm-hmm. wrestle, the, the physicality. Um, I love giving noogies to people, <laughs> you know, like I'm yeah, just yeah. a rough, I'm a very like rough, like hands-on type of person. So it's hard for me to say yes, as a female, you're going to love this. Like if there's going to be parts of it that you love and there's parts that are challenging and the challenging is what mm. makes you come back. You know, there's yeah, things yeah. that you're like, I like doing that. Yeah. But like, there's no growth. And I feel like every time you step off the mat, off the mat, there's growth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just like confidence, like at any moment when I'm walking down the street or in a, you know, I have my head held high. And I know that mm. some people have said like, 
don't act like a victim. Don't be unaware. Don't be all on your phone, this and that. Like it helped me learn to like be just aware of just my surroundings and Mm -hmm. know that I am in control of me. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest Mm -hmm. thing I think that jujitsu teaches you is that no matter what this other person is doing in this role, they're trying to pass your guard. They're trying to stuff your head somewhere. They're trying to pull your arm away. I have control over me. That's it. Mm -hmm. So you have to really, and, and, and that's also like, wow, that's a lot of responsibility. And then the other side is like, wow, like whatever I choose to do, I can do. And so that was what it was. And I did a lot of things that just surprised me. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And there was one time that I won double gold at like purple belt and they, I beat this girl and my ex at the time was like, he knew not to tell me that she had just beat Mackenzie Dern, who is no a way. Yeah, cut, yeah, yeah. So she had just beat Mackenzie Dern and then I beat her, which means nothing at all. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like fight math where it's like, well, if you beat him and I beat him, then that okay. means that I'm better than him. It's like, I, no, like. So you beat that guy <laughs> and I beat you. So I already beat him. Like, you know, and yeah, to exactly. Do with that. People always do that. Yeah. But it would have psyched me out if I had found out right. that like this, this girl, was, oh my God, you know, like, and I would have been like, yeah, oh no, yeah. what is she going to do? And too worried about what she's good at, what she did to Mackenzie, what she did to, you know, other people that are really high level. Um, and, uh, instead of that, I just went and said, okay, I'm going to do what I do. And then I I won. And, and so that's why even as a, as a professional, I guess you could say in jujitsu as a black belt competitor, even people that I've lost to, it's very, very hard, very hard to fight them again, because it's, it's like, all you can think about is visualizing the last time it happened or the last two Mm. times I've lost to someone three times before. And it's, it's just like, it's disheartening. So there's always a challenge it's always Mm. it's always hard but in the way that once you accomplish something it feels really good and that's what they say for mental health is goal setting goal setting is a huge element of uh, a lot of things including happiness and and growth and knowing yourself and feeling like you can do anything and also Mm. being a female um, a lot of it is in jiu-jitsu that you don't go up to someone and want to fight them I mean even though you know how it's normally you're subduing people. So if mm-hmm. someone attacks you, you know, you subdue them, you push them off, whatever, and you run. So yeah. like, I'm still going to run. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah. I'm not dumb <laughs> to like go and against someone with like a knife or a gun or, or, or start a fight or anything like that. So I think also there's a lot of girls out there that have a big mouth <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and they may get themselves into trouble. And I feel like jujitsu kind of puts things into reality especially mm. MMA. Cause you know, knowing what it's like to get punched in the face is interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something that like you wouldn't want, but just knowing what people are capable of and knowing that like, I'm in control of me. I don't have to deal with this. If I don't want to, I can walk mm. away. Like, and that was, yeah. it's really weird. Cause it's not like they go into jujitsu class and tell you, Hey guys, if you're ever in a physical altercation, run and call the police. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. not like that. It's just, I don't need to deal with this. Like I just, I just like rolled seven with seven sweaty dudes. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. need to also get in a fight with someone else, you know? So it's, it's nice. It's, it's like, you know, centering. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really like important what you said about the thing, uh, about the point that how jujitsu teaches you, how the only thing you're control- in control of is yourself and how you can kind of extrapolate that lesson and then take that outside of jujitsu and implement it into like whatever it may be. Cause you know, for yourself, you're a world level athlete and you're now trained, trained to be an MMA. And I assume you, you know, want to maybe go to the UFC or something. So that's like 
it's kind of very black and white. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this lesson just taught me and I'll take it into the cage with me and blah, blah, blah. But for other yeah. people, it's like, I'm just rolling and that's all I ever want to do. And maybe I'll get to black belt, but like just as a hobby, like I don't ever mm-hmm. want to compete. I don't want to ever do anything. But that, I think a lot of people forget that is that if you focus on yourself and like only what you can do, then it actually really like it, it alleviates a lot of the stress yeah. and anxieties that you may have about mm-hmm. any type of situation because ultimately like, and I'm the, I'm really bad at this, like trying to second guess what people may think or what they may say if I say this and I'm blah, blah, blah. And I, yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I have no idea what they're going to do because mm-hmm. you never know. Like, so let me just do what I d- I'm going to mm-hmm. do. And then it's we'll, like, and then, I, yeah, and then we'll take it from there. Like, just yeah. like you do when you're rolling in jujitsu, like, yeah. I'm going to try the arm bar, but he might be trying to do this. So I'll mm-hmm. take it from wherever his next move is. And then it's yep. just like a constant game of chess, mm-hmm. but focusing on yourself. And I think that's a real good point that I think a lot of people struggle with is we try to always, we tr- I think I think actually it's a way of trying to make ourselves feel a bit safer, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we try to kind of map out the playing field and like, okay, well, if I did this, this will happen. And then th- that if that happens, this will happen, which means this for me and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yep. no, no, if you just do yeah. you, mm-hmm. things will take care of themselves. Like, but if you yep. focus on yourself, then you have real power in that. And I think that's a real powerful message. Well, anxiety in general, anyone who who's been to a therapist or has like Googled, it's, well, okay, what can you control? It, mm. That's immediately what you think of because the idea of anxiety is like out of control, not having control, not mm-hmm. having um, the or the unknown, right? And they always say if you're, and I'm great at making up, like someone doesn't text me back and I've already yeah. developed this like whole visual of like, well, they're dead on the side of the road because mm-hmm. of this, this, and this. And it's, yeah. it's just how my brain works, thinking about not necessarily thinking of the worst that could happen, but it's so easy to do that. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. so easy to do that in rolling, in training. I mean, if you but if you go on the mat and you say, I could get hurt today, you're probably going to get hurt. Or if you say, I'm really yeah. tired, you're probably going to get hurt that day. So there are days that you should take off. But for the most part, it's focus on what you can control. And it, it, it does. It alleviates what other people are doing, what other people are thinking, because my mom used to tell me, like, stop caring so much about what other people think. And I wanted, mm-hmm. I think I strive for connection so much that mm-hmm. if the connection isn't there, I try really hard. Um, right. And I will mold myself into it. And so mm-hmm. I realized that sometimes I find myself doing that. There are times when I competed and there was like maybe a spazzy girl and she was rushing everything, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I get that vibe from her. And all of a sudden I'm rushing and I'm not solidifying right. any positions and I'm letting her right. get out of stuff because I didn't sit there and go like, here she's moving. And I didn't go, <laughs> yeah. you know, and instead I'm like this with her. Yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. my coach at the time, I was like, make her pay, <laughs> like yeah. make her pay, you know, lean into the shoulder pressure, hold, it's okay to hold someone if they're freaking out, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and work from there. So I mm-hmm. was too keen on picking up what someone else is doing or their energy and maybe not even thinking about it. I'm just that much of like an empath. And I think that's yeah. also part of mental health and and being able to connect with other people. Because again, we're tribal. We want to connect to people. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. You know, knowing your yourself, but not isolating yourself and not saying that yeah. you're better than anyone. Because that was something that I used when I was a blue belt and I was first starting out. I was like, I'd find a reason. I'd be like, that girl's wearing makeup. I'm going to beat the shit out of her. <laughs> mm-hmm. it would just i'd find something to like one something, up in yeah. my mind yeah. it's just so dumb right. and i wouldn't say that out loud or, or tell someone to do that talk no, shit no, about no. their opponents but it was my way of being like 
I got this, you know, and whatever you need to do. Yeah. And then I realized it wasn't about the other people. It was about nah, myself. But, right? right. Like how I exactly. feel about myself. Like, so I, I always tell people, I say, you know, I usually say like, you know, that older dude at the gym that's competing and everyone just wants him to do well because he's such a great guy and he's not trying to be a world champion or anything, but you just want him to do well. That's how you should feel about yourself. Like, oh, I don't know why I keep on using Jim. We'll just go with Jim. Oh, Jim. Like, oh, yeah, I really want you to win. You're such a good guy. You know, why can't I say that uh -huh. about myself? Why can't I say, right. like, I deserve to win? And not even the whole, I've trained more than my competitors and I put in the work. No, I just think that I have what it takes and I'm good enough and I want to win. I can visualize, visualize myself standing on the top of the podium and that's it. And that's, you yeah. cannot... You can't crush someone, and I'm sure you've seen this in UFC fights. You can't crush someone who doesn't believe that they should be. Like there are people mm -hmm. that kind of, oh shit, that guy's really, you know, he's got some heavy hands. Maybe I should do this. Oh no, he's coming at me. Maybe I should just, you know, uh, shoot for a yeah. takedown so I can get out of this. Yeah. No, it's it's like knowing that you have the skills and you don't need to second guess yourself. And again, that's right. everything in life. Yeah, so, and so there's two topics there that you touched on that I really want to delve into. It's self-confidence and humility. So I'll start with that. I'll actually start with humility. Um, for I like Since I've been doing jiu-jitsu, and I, I heard people speak about this before, like you listen to Joe Rogan or whoever it may be, and he'd always talk about I me. Mean, he's a high-level black belt, and he'd say, like, I'd get tapped by, like, purple belts if it, you're not careful. Mm -hmm. Like, you just you get tripped up, boom, and yeah. then you're in, like, a in an armbar or whatever, mm -hmm. and you, there's no – it is what it is. Like, your ego yeah. has to be left there because otherwise your arm's going to get broken. So, yeah. like, tap or, or have an arm break. Like, tap one or, or snap, other. yep. And, yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> that. And I think, like, it's a real – you were saying before how, like, you, you – how you can't get too big of an ego before and you can't like think of yourself like whilst on the one hand as a competitor, obviously you want to think of yourself as the best, but on the other hand, you have to know as well, like I can only concentrate on myself because things can happen, which obviously I don't want to happen, but if they happen, Hey, it happens. And that doesn't diminish me as a person or in your case, as a competitor, it's just, it's part of the game. Like you can't get, you can't go and swim without getting wet. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. I, like, I even that. me as like, a, like, so with Louisa, so I, I go training with my with my girlfriend. We go to private classes and, and we go together. And I basically asked her to come along with me. Oh, the popo's rolling past. Um, <laughs> I, asked her to I, I asked her to come along with me because she'd basically been having like, we have a little dog and we take him out. And sometimes it's like, she'll take him out just before we go to bed or whatever. And every time she would take him out just before we go to bed, there'd always be like drunk guys being like, you know, the typical, you know, lad mm -hmm. shit. And she like, just got to a point. She's like, I don't understand why I have to put up with this anymore. And you know, a lot of people are like, well, just don't take the dog out at this time. She's like, it's 10 30 at night that I'm taking him out. Like I should yeah. be able to take my dog out whenever I want to, like exactly. as a human being, I shouldn't have to deal with this shit. And I said to her, I said, look, like, and again, I'm really bad at always making out that what I'm doing is the best thing in the world. I'm like always a spokesperson for my new like hobby. Yeah, I am the I worst it. at it. But I was like, please come to jujitsu with me because out of all the martial arts, it's the one where the premise is literally on helping the little guy. Like it's not like boxing or Muay Thai or kickboxing or wrestling where ultimately biologically, like if you're bigger, you're going to always fuck up the little guy. Like if you're, and I mean, that will happen in jiu-jitsu as well. But if the other, if the big guy doesn't know anything and you're a five, yeah. two girl, yeah. you will be able to, you will be able to defend yourself and ultimately harm that six mm -hmm. foot five guy if you want to. Right. And anyway, she came along, right? She came along and she loves it. But I now get, I get humble because she's this, 
tiny girl who normally if I want to just like, you know, pick her up and throw her in the bed, I can, I can do that. There's no problems. Physically speaking, she can't do anything against me. But now like when we're rolling, like she's really good at an arm bar for a white belt. Mm-hmm. She's fucking good. And all of a sudden I'm like, Jesus, she's got me in an arm bar. Like <laughs> and for myself, that's humbling. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, and actually I think it's a real good lesson to take into life to be like, leave your ego at the door and like always be willing to learn and, and, mm-hmm. and be willing to be, be willing to be humbled, which like, especially as a guy, I'll speak as, as a guy. I think it's, we're really egotistical and we like to think we're always the best and with this and that and the other. And especially when you have a girl tap you out, mm-hmm. it takes a minute to be like, don't take it personally type thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, yeah. What do you think about that? Like, cause obviously you, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've tapped out so many of your training, like partners, your guys and, and also yourself have been tapped out a million times. I'm sure like you have to be, to be a black belt. So I have a really good story for this. Um, that sort of made things make sense. I was a brown belt. So it was the, the belt before black belt. So, I mean, to see mm-hmm. a, a brown belt female, I mean, I got my brown belt like maybe seven years in. So, I, I mean, I'm dedicated, right? And yeah. I was in London and I was training um, at a friend's gym. And we were doing, I was one of the highest belt. Yeah, there's no black belt except for Jude, who was the black belt at the gym. And mm-hmm. um, obviously people are like, who's this bitch? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, And they could be thinking like, why does she not have the same accent as us, but she looks like us? Um, or it could be, where did she come from? And why does she have a brown mm-hmm. belt? Is she good? Should I know who this is? You know, and the, of course, these are all things that go in my head when I step on the mat, when really all I have right. to think about is, I'm just a person who wants to change jiu-jitsu. So right. we did this, um, I don't know if you know King of the Hill. And um, so a bunch of people, it's like specific training. So you'll have all mm-hmm. these people uh that are out and then there's a line and you have to beat if you beat them you stay if they beat you you go back to the end of the line okay so i had to go in this guy's clothes guard and he's a big white belt and i'm like and of course i could be like all right this would be easy but instead i'm like i want to see what this guy's got this is a different country different you know Mm -hmm. style so he starts pulling at my leg so i'm on my knees and he starts pulling Mm -hmm. at my leg and I realized like if he keeps doing, he's trying to sweep me in a mount and he's like torquing things that don't go that way. So I'm like, I right. have two choices. Well, maybe three. I could either be like, hey, jerk, stop doing that. But he doesn't yeah. know. He's a white belt, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then you could say like, oh, excuse me. Um, you're not doing the technique right. I'm a brown belt. Mm-hmm. You're a white belt. Let me show you. Or, which is what I actually did, was I accepted the sweep. Because I knew right. that if I was going to fight it and this big dude, I was just going to get hurt right. because he's putting my leg the wrong way. So instead, I had to just give that up. And I go, oh, you won. Good job. And I go back to the end of the line. All these things are going into my head. Like if people are seeing me, like I can't even beat a white belt, you know, mm-hmm. like it's all of these things. But really in mm-hmm. my head, I know that like, yeah, I want to be able to teach the rest of my seminars. I want to be able to train. So I'm not going to. And I just. I didn't want to ruin that dude's day either. Yeah. Um, and I could have maybe said like, Hey, you know, but it wasn't the right time. It was, it was like, mm-hmm. everybody comes in, they train, they go into the end of the line, vice versa. Everything keeps moving. Right. It's not the time for me to sit there and teach. And that's another thing that we joke about is when you're getting like, if you were to get a submission on me, instead mm-hmm. of tapping, I'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost have it. But I would turn it into like a teaching moment. Right. So that right, you could right. never fully get, like feel like Tap I got you. got. Yeah. Right, so there's yeah. different ways that we deal with that. 
But I think that it's, if you think of it as regular life, you know, um, if someone comes at you bragging, you're kind of like, cool, dude, you know? So it's, my thing is, don't be a dick. Um, and there's also things about the culture, which is don't ask a higher belt to roll. Now I hate that because I love to travel and me being the highest belt, no one asks me to roll. And I've got like social anxiety where I don't want to have to ask someone. And I mean, I'm, I'm afraid of rejection just like anyone else. And so I would rather have people just say, Hey, do you want to go? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I'm a black but belt. also that's but that seems silly as well because like if you take it out of the jujitsu context and you put it into a wider context and you to the okay don't ask a higher belt to roll is another way of saying don't ask anyone else with more experience to help yeah which is basically like it's like well how am I ever gonna learn anything like it doesn't matter what like field you're in do you know what I mean like even when you're a little kid that's like saying to your kid don't ever ask your parents for help. Just ask yeah. your like little brother. It's like, well, I'm going to grow up an idiot then because I need like people <laughs> with more experience uh-huh, uh-huh. to help me to get to where uh-huh. they are. And, and like, so that's a, that's a dumb rule. I, I've never I heard that so. in my, like where I train, but like, yeah, that's a silly rule. But and I've always yeah. found, like, I've always found this, that like, obviously as a white belt, everyone's always higher than you. Right. So, so that's <laughs> yeah. just standard. But like what I've always found is like when I'm rolling with a purple belt or I've only ever rolled with a purple or brown belt. I've never really rolled with like a black belt. Um, unless like the teacher just showed me something. I won't class mm-hmm. that was rolling. Anyway, what I found is like, they'll teach me, but like in a real, so th- there's the way that you said where it's like, I've got you and now you're going to turn it into a lesson just to mm-hmm. take away my shine. And that's yeah. like a real dickhead move because <laughs> yeah. that's going to make my day. If I can go home and be like, oh my God, I actually legitimately tapped out a brown belt. That will make my week, right? Yeah. So if you take that away from me, like you're a bit of an idiot. But <laughs> there's the other way where it's like, they do, like, and I found this in jujitsu and I think it's like a real, real nice trait that I, I don't want to generalize, but I'm going to generalize massively um, where people like really just want to like just impart that what they've learned because everyone knows the struggle. Everyone knows how horrible yeah, it is to be a me. white belt that you keep, you get beat up on so much uh-huh. and like every little like mm. little nugget that you get from someone. So I was like, we were trained, we trained like triangles and then we were rolling and I got I kind of got the guy in a triangle, kind of, but like I'm short. So for me, a it's triangle was kind it. of hard. Yeah. So I kind of had him, but not. And then he just said to me, he's like, look, let's just stop here. I'll let you get I'll let you get me in a proper triangle. But when you do it, like clench your knees together as well. Like don't just lock it in, but also clench the knees. And when I did that, I was and he was like, let me show it on you first so you can feel the difference in pressure. I love that. And then he did that, and I was like, oh shit, this is the, this is a next level triangle. Yep. And then he let me do it on him. Like he let me do it. He's like, right, now do it on me. And he's a purple belt. Like he's coming to roll. Like he's not getting anything out of that. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not like he's yep. the yep. he's the teacher who's getting paid for this. He's literally right. coming, he's paid just like I have, and he's helping me just off his own goodwill. And I think something comes from that, and I think that comes from the humility that like people have in jujitsu, where it's like they we've all been down the same mm-hmm. road and yeah, you can exactly. look you can look down the yep. line of belts right and you can be like oh i know how that poor guy feels yeah let me help let me help him out do you know what i mean and i think yes. like I, lo- I love that and i i really want to take that out of jujitsu like in my own fields where i'm let's say a brown belt in whatever it may be right mm-hmm. you know like a cooking or whatever and take that kind of philosophy of knowledge isn't a secret but it should be shared there's you know? so much about that in jujitsu where it's like people like black belts don't want to share their secret stuff, you know, mm. um, which 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's so many ways you could say like, well, maybe they're not ready to learn this. Maybe they're, you know, maybe it's important for them to learn it on their own. Maybe mm. it's, you know, so the thing is for, for me being a black belt is a lot of black belts teach, right? So I teach yeah, seminars. So I go, I travel, I teach, I say, Hey, I'm Aaron. I make people laugh. And then I'm like, peace. Like, yeah. I don't know if they're going to get their next belt anytime soon. I don't know if they're ever going to use what I teach them. And I hope, and I do get good feedback, but I'm mm-hmm. not in charge of their learning. I've never right. had students that are my own that like I, I brought up from right. white belts or whatever. Of course. And a lot of my friends and, and colleagues and peers have, and they do that mm-hmm. and they, they teach it at one place. And then they're like, yeah, either it's a kid's program or white belts or whatever. And I don't have that luxury. So I can't speak to that to say, this is why we do that. This is why when we teach, we don't do this or we do this. Um, mm. Cause I've always been like, if you're rolling with someone and say you're passing my guard and you're going like, I don't know if you know of over, over unders, you know, and I uh-huh, get my yeah. knee out. Right. Well, I right. escaped my knee and that's why you weren't able to complete it. But if I were to just say, Hey dude, got my knee out. That's why I, yeah. I was able to defend that. You're going to go to the next time and go, cool, I'm going to do the exact same thing on someone else. And this time I'm going to make sure that I keep the knee there. Boom. You, know, yeah. you get it. And I'm like, exactly. why wouldn't someone want to like impart that information to someone else so that the struggle isn't so hard. And yeah. I like it in rolling because it's, I'm not trying to teach you what I do. I'm just helping you do what you do better. And right. that's always been a really big thing for me. Like if I do a private lesson, I like to, I mean, I'm not sitting, some people have been like, just teach me whatever you want to teach. I'm like, that's not going to do anything. Like if it's yeah. not something that you already somewhat do, you're not going to implement it into your game. It's like, mm. if I'm this artist and I'm, you know, and I'm like a realist artist and you want me to do cartoons, like yeah, giving me tips on how to do that. I'm like, I don't really give a shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, like if it's, if it's information that I know that you're going to use, I'm like, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I share it? And I think as well, like I think maybe that's something that I've seen like parallels in between the two. Like you're you form in one person part of these two groups of like mental health advocates or people who have kind of gone through that struggle and jujitsu. But I feel like it's the same in jujitsu in the mental health in the mental health world is whereby Mm -hmm. when someone is like has struggled and they've come out the other end and they've got that knowledge. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. When they see someone else struggling, they're not like, Oh, I've got these secrets to help you out of your anxiety, (laughs) but I'm not going to help you. You always want to help. Yeah. You're always like, Hey, listen, I'm, it might not work for you, but I did this and this really helped me. And I, and I think like that's like this, this parallel that jujitsu and and mental health has. And it's something that I've really, I've reached, I'm trying to take it forward in life now to be like, Hey, look, if I know something like, cause I didn't, I've never come up with anything on my own. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing that I know is was invented by Sep. It's not knowledge invented by uh-huh. me. It's something that I've learned from someone else or I've learned through my own mistakes, but a million other people know it as well. Yeah. So I should always try to share that knowledge just because it's, and it's such a nice feeling as well. But, and that, and that comes as well with confidence, which is what I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you about as well, because I feel like when you you were, so in jiu-jitsu for example if you're confident in your own abilities and in your own game then you're happy to teach someone whereas if you feel like you only have one move and that that's your stick but everything else sucks then maybe you don't want to teach the other guy that one yeah. move because now you have nothing whereas if you're like hey look i'm yeah. pretty comfortable yeah, in my game that. so mm-hmm. i'll teach you like whatever because yeah. i'm comfortable in myself and I think jujitsu gives you that. And, you know, I want, cause I've seen it in my, I was telling you before we started recording, but I've seen it in like my girlfriend's face where, uh, so we roll and, um, you know, the te- our, our, our teacher will teach, our coach will say, right, okay, let's do this. Let's do the hip escape or let's sweep them or, so mm-hmm. we practice, right? It's just me and her rolling on each other. 
And whenever she does something to me like correct and it works, because again, the premise of jujitsu is the smaller person should always win if they're using the technique technique. correctly. Mm -hmm. Right. So whenever she does it to me and it works and it comes off just like the the coach said it would come off. She's then like, wait, did you let me do that? Or did I actually do that? I'm like, no, no, no. Like you swept me. Like there was nothing I could do. Like you did it properly. She's like, oh shit, really? And then she gets proper confidence. She's like, oh Uh my God, I can't believe like I swept someone who's about 30 kilograms heavier than me. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I want to like for you, like what's that like? Like when you're, I'm, maybe you can't remember, but like your first tap or like when you got to black belt, when you were finally handed that black belt, like that confidence that it gives you and how did that kind of um, seep through into like other areas of your life? Yeah. Um, well, one, I have a really great story at my first gym um, that there was a, something that I learned that if you go for a triangle, right, and you have it loose, mm-hmm. as soon as they go to posture, switch your hips for the arm bar because they're, automat- right. they're not thinking about their arm anymore. They're thinking about defending the triangle and they leave their yeah. arm out, right? So I right. remember when I – because a lot of jujitsu at the highest level is timing and transition, right? Mm-hmm. So like I have to block things that you're starting. If I let you – do more, I'm getting deeper and deeper and deeper into yeah. a problem. So it's right. knowing when you're in trouble and how to how to either deviate or fix that, right? So me being able to do that timing and just go boop, switch my hips and get the tap and he tapped, this guy will never forget. Okay. He was a he's a good guy. I think he he's a black belt now. And uh he he goes, You you really got me. Like you got me. That was real. And I was like yeah, it's jujitsu, like it's technique, you know? And he was like, yeah, but like, I didn't, like you got me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And it felt so shitty because I'm like, yeah. God forbid, like a woman is able to use the same technique that you believe in just as much, you know? Like, so that's how I think of it. I try to think of it as like the technique worked, not that you're mm-hmm. better than me. You just, you just applied the technique either right. perfectly or in a good way. And and that's why a lot of times when I train, if I, especially in kickboxing, like if I don't have my hand up and they get me or something, like we do light sparring. So it's not like it's like I'm like going down or anything. It's just a quick, nice, <laughs> like mm-hmm. respect. You got that, yeah. you know? So the difference between like confidence and ego is that confidence comes from, again, liking yourself. Ego is who am I better than? Mm-hmm. Like, who am I better than? And so someone with an ego sometimes is going to go into class and they're going to do the same shit over and over again. And they know that they can do it and they feel good about themselves and they go home. People like mm-hmm. me and probably you are like, how can I make this? It's not like we think about it, but if I make you better, it means that you give me a harder time, which makes me better. And I know right, it sounds yeah. so stupid that iron sharpens iron, but really you have to elevate everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. um, because if you want to be good, you have to have good training partners and you have Mm -hmm. to be challenging yourself. And there are people in this world who don't like to challenge themselves and that's fine. Uh, I'm not one of them. (laughs) Um, I see a challenge and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you know, and other people are like, no, I want to be the big fish in the small pond. Yeah. So that's the, that's the, what we say in jujitsu, big fish in small pond. So if you're beating up Mm -hmm. everybody, you're not in the right place. But if yeah, you're yeah. comfortable with beating up everybody and going home and not helping anybody and just, you know, doing your own thing, I mean, I can't criticize that because if that person's paying a membership and helping keep the gym open, who am I to say? But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking about like the environment, what types of people you want in your academy, you want people to be helpful. 
uh, one of the yeah. gyms that I went to, um, okay, one of my main gyms, um, they tried something that was very, it was never organic. It always felt forced. So it's like, yes, talk amongst yourselves, you know, and you're in a classroom and mm. you turn over and you're like, this is awkward. Hi. Versus mm, yeah. just being like organically being like, oh, dude, I have that shirt. I love that shirt. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. we would, they would roll. I watched a class where it was like a white belt class where they would roll and then they would set a timer. I forget how long. And then they said, okay, give feedback. Use this time to talk to your partner and give feedback mm -hmm. on the roll. And as soon as mm -hmm. you put someone in that position, they're like, oh shit, like, how do I do this? Is there a format? Do I fill out a report card? Um, <laughs> yeah. What do I do? Versus yeah. just like, hey man, every time, if you get, a, get the chance to give someone a tip, do it or, yeah. you know, give feedback rather than, okay, uh, I'm going to grade you on your defense. <laughs> I'm going to grade you yeah. on your, like, it needs to be organic and people who are like us that are just like people, people, uh, it, it comes natural. But if you are led by someone who is not naturally good at that and you're being like, it almost feels like an assignment if you lose you lose the fact that you're being a good human being. They're not doing it right. because they want to help you. They're doing it because they're being told to. Told, yeah. yeah. And I want to I want to bring you back um, a point you made about challenging yourself and people. Not a lot of people want to challenge themselves. And I was actually talking to my mate who, like, I've kind of managed to convince to start jujitsu as well. And uh, I was saying to my, <laughs> I was saying to him, I was like, man, like, just think about it, like where. So I'm just turned twenty five, and so he's obviously the same age. And I was like. I don't know any of my, like, unless maybe they've started stuff and not told me, but from my own knowledge, like, I don't know really any of my friends who in the last, and okay, let's take out COVID. So since yeah. from 2019 and beforehand in the last five years, who have taken up a completely new hobby or at least tried to take, because mm -hmm. again, you might try something and then be like, oh no, this just isn't, I thought it was, but it's not for and me. That's and, fine. That's, and that's fine. But like, I don't, so many, so many of us, it's like, we grow up, and Jim's a big stickler for this. Like we grow up for with this, this very kind of like um, rigid idea of our identity. So it's like, hi, I'm Seb. I like football. I like cooking. I like music. Yeah. That's me. And it's like, and it's like, that can be you, but you can also <laughs> like Jim always says, like we can be fluid with it. Like there's no need for us to be like static and like, so that can still be you, mm -hmm. but you can also do other things. And like, why not allow yourself to do those other things? Because also the chances that I, and I think personally, the chances of you finding like your absolute passion when you're like five years old, they're real slim to none. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're one of those lucky people, you know, like a LeBron James or something found basketball when he was like five and that's, he dedicated his life to it. That's brilliant. But for the majority of us, that's not the case. And I feel, but the thing is, is like, it's that nervous thing of being like, oh yeah, but, I know that I'm good at football or I know that I'm good at cooking yep. or whatever. So I don't like, I'm comfortable in that thing. Whereas if I now go to jujitsu, I'm going to be the lowest person there. And it doesn't even like jujitsu again, it's a martial art. So yeah, maybe there's that kind of very natural fear of, I don't want my arm being broken or I don't want to be tapped out. Like I don't right. want to be unconscious. That's a very normal fear, but okay, let's take it to ceramics. You might not want to go to ceramics and be that idiot who now lets clay go all over the workshop. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that's, yeah. and, and this is the thing. And it's like, and we don't put ourselves in, in enough kind of challenging positions. So then every challenge becomes like a bigger challenge than it maybe would be for someone like yes. you yes. who 
rolls on the daily, gets tapped out on the daily, goes into competitions on the daily. Now you've become an MM, you want to be an MMA. And to you, that's kind of logical. It's like, well, I want to be an MMA. Now I know that I'm going to have to start on the bottom. I'm the white belt of kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Like it just exactly. it is what it is, but eventually I'll be a, the. I know kickboxing doesn't have those, but the quote unquote black belt actually, of kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I wear like, a white shirt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, and I think like, can you speak to that? Like for some, and maybe we should take it a bit out of side of the jujitsu context, but for people who maybe are scared of challenges, like, can you talk to them about uh, how? putting yourself in challenging situations repeatedly over and over and over again, eventually kind of helps you diminish that fear Mm -hmm. to a point where, like you said beforehand, when you see a challenge, the last thing you have in your mind is to run away from it. If anything, you run towards it. How do you get there for someone who's (laughs) someone who's not like that for someone who does run away from challenges? How do they get to where you are? Well, it helps that like, I wasn't like this until I started achieving things. Right. Mm. So if you would, if you would have told me that just by trying things, you'd make yourself a better person, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't cross into what I am now. Like it was Mm -hmm. not how I did it. I did Mm -hmm. it because I just stayed and I was stubborn and I just stayed with one thing and I saw how it paid off. And then there's little nuances, right? So I started CrossFit and I was, when I lived in New Jersey and New York, I went to a place there. It was a friend of mine that, um, from LA that had opened a gym over there. So I went to that gym. I was strictly more into the lifting. I wanted to learn how to lift. I didn't know how mm-hmm. to do anything. So of course they, you start with the PVC pipe, things like that. So I jump into the class after I get my week long or a couple of place, you know, times of just um, getting things going. And I'm an athlete. I know how to use my body. I know how to do like the general workout. And I remember it was pull-ups and it was a timed. So uh, it was, it wasn't just AMRAP as many reps as possible where everyone ends at the same time. And then who gives a mm-hmm. shit how many reps you got because you all finished at the same time. This one mm-hmm. was, you have to do this amount of work. And whenever you finish is whenever you finish. And I right. hate those. I fucking hate those because then if you're the last person, CrossFit's great, you know, for most boxes, like they have, um, that you can do it. Everybody like cheers mm-hmm. everyone on. It's a very positive mm-hmm. place. There's no sh- like shit talking. But being that last person and being like, "Ah, ah," you know, (laughs) and everyone's watching me, it was mortifying. It was so mortifying. But I had people who said, dude, that was me. Next time, use a band. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Put a band to help you. Scale it. Do what you need to do to accomplish it, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, that was embarrassing. It was really, really embarrassing. And it sucks to suck. I get it. But what yeah. I've learned, and my friend has a, a whole brand that um, Israel Adesanya just wore this shirt. I'm so happy. It's called Vulnerability <laughs> is Dope. Um, and that's what it is. People are afraid to be vulnerable. So mm-hmm. growing up, I learned to laugh at myself. We laugh at each other. My mom says something weird. We mock her. You know, my sister right. and I are always, you know, poking fun at, at like, so the way we said something or whatever, and it's like, oh, ha ha, we're just laughing at it. So I figured out how to do that is to laugh and it's to like make jokes, not to be unprofessional or be like a class clown. Um, yeah, but not take yourself too seriously. Exactly. You can't. So I know when to take myself seriously. And I know when, like if you're in a college, if you're in college, right. And you're yeah. um, like, especially here, you know, you go right after high school and it's like, holy shit, I know nothing. And I just have to figure out where my classes are. And look at that dude. He looks like he's, uh, you know, 32. Um, (laughs) I look like I'm 12. This is weird. 
yeah, there's new things, but because it's socially acceptable and everyone does it, we're like, okay, it's okay to be like new at something. So that's how I see it. Like I go, you go to a jujitsu gym, you, you go to the right class of all the other white belts and people are like, yeah, uh, I still haven't figured out what's left and right. Uh, let's work mm. together. <laughs> so finding someone who's on the similar level, like that's the, it's so awful to go somewhere. Like your friend says, say you were a purple belt and you're like, Oh, I love jujitsu. And I really want to take this person and then help them, you know, to get into jujitsu too. If I take mm-hmm. you to my class and we're all rolling and I try to get you to this, you know, your friend to jump in, it's like, it's not going to work. You have to right. start where your level is and you have to be surrounded mm-hmm. by people at your same level. So for kickboxing, mm-hmm. um, for a very long time before COVID, I just went to the, um, intro classes. So I was going into a class where it was, this is how you do one, two. Yeah. I was doing, I was doing classes where literally we're just walking up and down the mat just to get the footing right. Yeah. That's, but that's what I needed. I needed fundamentals and I didn't care because when I go to the grappling class, I wear a black shirt. So then I can be like, I'm the shit. I'm black. No one gives a shit that I'm a black belt at my MMA gym. Like, yeah, they think it's cool and they can ask me questions and stuff. But when it comes down to kickboxing and the full MMA classes, like, uh, it doesn't mean shit. I got to take you to the ground first. I got to, you know, so it's it's very. I think that's a real important point that you make that you have to kind of um, get get your expectations in check, right? Because whenever we start something, whatever it like, normally I speak for myself, but pretty much I think this is kind of standard. Whenever we start something, we're inspired by kind of the top echelon of whatever that is. So if that's cooking, like if all of a sudden you're like, hey, I want to take up cooking, it's because you saw like Anthony Bourdain or something. You're like, oh, he's sick. And it's like, so you go, yes, and you go into this idea, like your first class and you're going to be Anthony Bourdain. It's like, no, you're learning how to scramble eggs. But it's like, (laughs) but you you have to know that like Anthony Bourdain also at one point in his life had to learn how to scramble eggs. And then eventually he gets to the point where he can now inspire people to take up cooking or, you know, like MMA people see, like you mentioned Israel Adesanya, they see him and they're like, fuck, I want to take up kickboxing. It's like, yeah, but he didn't stop. Like he didn't go into his first ever lesson, just piecing people up. Like <laughs> he would have had to do, like you just said, the first thing and just walk around the mat, doing a one, two, probably a little bit bored, but like, he's probably thinking, oh, this is shit. Cause I saw, I saw GSP and do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, no, yeah. like, and I think that's a real good thing because I think then like how you were saying before, how we can be real hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it kind of starts from because we go into something, we have this idea that like, oh my God, I saw, you know, in, in my case, it could be like, oh, I saw, you know, Mackenzie Dern, like you said, tap out this person. Now I want to go into jujitsu. And then you're nowhere near Mackenzie Dern level. And you're like, oh, but what? And it's like, <laughs> okay, but like, yeah, it's like be inspired by Mackenzie Dern, but then yeah. realize that it takes a long time to get to Mackenzie Dern level. I'm never going to be Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's fine as well. And yeah. I think, and I think that's a, that's a thing is that we go into these things like inspired by greatness mm-hmm. and then we don't achieve greatness within the first like hour. We're like, Oh, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, but yeah. you like, I don't care if you're the best, like LeBron James, like I said, or Michael Jordan in, in like whatever it is, they didn't achieve greatness in the first time they picked up a basketball. Like, I don't care who you are. So, and I think that's a real good, cause I think that fear of failure and that fear of sucking 
is what stops us from oh, yeah. even going, like opening the door in the first place, you know? And if we went in there with very, like with jujitsu, cause I'd listened, I, I was such a nerd on jujitsu without ever studying mm-hmm. it. I knew exactly what to expect. So when I went to my first class, I was like, I will get tapped out a million times. And like, I probably won't tap someone out for the first, like, three months mm-hmm. and that's fine like i'm so i went in with that expectation do you know what i mean and i think if and then because i did i enjoyed it because i knew what i was going into yeah. whereas if i went in there thinking i was going to triangle someone exactly. from the jump and then i didn't do it i would have been really gut like bummed with myself and i'd be like oh this isn't for me then maybe i should just be a fan and watch it and nothing else i think that's a real good point that you make you know because i've never really thought of it like that but yeah we we, we kind of we put this massive expectation on ourselves to be great from the get-go and we see people in greatness but we don't see their journey to greatness yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah and you know you're i mean you're a black belt you, you understand that journey more than most and it gave me a formula so when i say that like jujitsu you know changed my life saved my life all that like i mean it because it gave me a formula meaning Every day, sometimes I'm going to feel like I took three steps back. So it's, you just have to show up. That's literally all you have to do in the beginning um, is to show up, be ready to learn. And that's it. You can't expect mm-hmm. anything else. And I think people want to feel those individual wins. And that's great. Find your own wins. If you mm-hmm. manage to like complete one hip escape during a roll, that's a win. Fuck yeah. yeah. Like, you know, um, and, yeah. and so you need to remember your scale, right? So I can't mm-hmm. sit there and judge myself based on this person's progress. And it makes it easy that way because jujitsu is belts and you wear the belt right. and you look at someone and you're like, okay, that person knows more than I do. That person's yeah. been here longer than I do. So I learned that if you just do something regularly and you're open to learning, you will get someplace. You don't, and mm-hmm. maybe it'll be a different place than you expected, yeah. but you're going to be better. And so I knew that if I was going to start anything, I was going to suck for a long time, like in the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you keep trying, if you keep doing it, keep showing up, that's where it matters. And that's when I was like, wow, you really can accomplish absolutely anything. You just have to do the work. So yeah, when yeah. I was, when I had friends that like were peers and it just so happens that we met at the gym, I'm a purple belt sponsored. I'm going to Abu Dhabi. I'm going to all these other places to compete. And my friend's a white belt. And like, we are peers. We get along. We're same age, but she's a white belt. So by hanging out with me, she's like, well, I want to get sponsored and I want to do all these things. And it's like, mm-hmm. I know that you see it because you, th- and, you, and you think that it's like super easy and all these things, like it's just going to happen. Um, but you have to pay your dues. So yeah. when I look at people that I, at my own gym that are just better at kickboxing than me, um, I don't say, oh my God, I suck at kickbox- kickboxing. It's just like, no, I either have a lot to learn from this person, but either way, it's like, that's why people say 1% better in jujitsu. It's almost like mm. it's, and we reward people. There's stripes. So there's four yeah. stripes. Not, and for kids, it's like eight stripes. Cause you know, you got to keep <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but like when you get a stripe that says, you're making progress. You're getting to where you're mm-hmm. going. And maybe you don't even feel like it because you just got tapped seven times, but someone, <laughs> yeah. someone's looking out for your progress and yeah. um, everyone has different progress. And so everyone has a different journey. So even though you are inspired by someone else's journey, your journey is always going to be different. It's not going mm. to be better. It's not going to be worse. It's going to be different. 
And Mm. what we get mixed up in is the validation of what we achieve. Because when we look at some, the the only reason we know about Mackenzie Dern is because there's media on her. I mean, right. I knew her from jujitsu, but I mean, if I, you're yeah. talking about, you know, UFC Mackenzie Dern, then yeah, I'm going to look at that and just feel like I have nothing, but I know, I know her dad. I've been yeah. to her, her family gym. I know that she's been training since she could walk. There's nothing right. that you could do about that. But then when I read this book um, by David Epstein called range, they talks about right in the beginning, it talks about Tiger Woods who started, you know, who his dad made him a golf player since he could walk. And was like, mm-hmm. you're going to do this one singular thing and you're going to be the best at it. And then you have Roger Federer, who's a tennis player, amazing tennis player. And he played like all the sports. And his parents yeah. were like, yeah, sure, go do tennis, I guess, if you like it. But you're yeah. going to do this, this, and this. So that's the thing. Like, We can never say that, that our, our journey is going to be a certain way. We don't know. But it's also important that we try a lot of different things on the way. Because maybe mm-hmm. that works for someone, but it's not always going to work. And maybe you have to find what you're good at. And it's like, yeah. I know that some, I think it was like, um, there was this one movie, Little Miss Sunshine, and they're in the van and the brother says how, cause he, he just wanted to be like a fighter pilot, I think. And then he was colorblind. So they said that he couldn't right. do it. And he, right. he just has this massive breakdown and they have to stop the van and he's freaking out, you know, like, oh my God, my one path is done. And mm-hmm. I think that just shows that you can't, you can't put all your eggs in one basket and mm-hmm. uh, if you're good at something and things are working out, like by any, yeah, full on, but you have to be adaptive. If I go to you and I, I'm, we're rolling and I try to pass with an over under and it's not working, what am I going to yeah. do? Wait till I get triangle? Like, no, yeah. I'm going to try a different pass. And the best right. wrestlers, the best kickboxers, the best MMA fighters are people that know that most likely their first attack is not going to work. It's going to be the second or the third. And they have mm-hmm. to chain them together and they have to go off of the person's reactions. So, I mean, I think people just have that like expectation, like you said, and mm. um, you have to take it for what it is and enjoy every day. Because if you're just focused on the end result, which is what I was for a little bit of being the best, you know, oh, I have to win this tournament. I have to win that tournament. I have to do this. I have to do that. And uh, I put a lot of unnecessary stress on myself because of it. And now in MMA, I know that you said like, oh, you probably want to be in the UFC. Like, yeah, that'd be fucking great. I'm going to UFC. It's yeah. <laughs> but I'm not saying that anymore. I'm not going to say right. I'm going to go be the U. I'm going to be in the UFC. I'm going to be in this. Cause what if I only end up in Invicta? What if I only end up in Bellator? Does that mean that I didn't ever make it? That I was never yeah. a good MMA fighter? No, I just don't want to put those like limitations on. And mm. I just want to see where mine goes. Cause that's, what's more exciting. What's more exciting is like, wow. Like I don't even know. I don't even know what great shit I'm going to do, but it's going to be awesome because I'm going to take it day by day versus getting upset every day that it doesn't work. If I try to triangle you over and over again, it's not working. I'm going to go home and think that I suck because I couldn't get this one triangle on you, you know? And it's like, you can't sum it up that way. Yeah. It's the futility of comparison. Like we speak about it quite a lot. Like we always compare ourselves to other people and the end result and whatever mm-hmm. else. And ultimately it's a futile Very. because it's so futile because you're never, ever, ever going to compare yourself with someone who's had the exact same journey, the exact same tools or in sports, for example, the exact same physiological kind of weapons mm-hmm. or that they or can use. So, or- yeah. Or whatever. So, and so like you said, like, okay, well, McKenzie Dennis gets to UFC. Let's say if you get to Bellator, does that mean 
you've not achieved as much as she has or vice versa. I'm a or whatever. It doesn't, yeah, like no, like it doesn't mean any of that. Yeah. It just means that like you've taken a different path and that's all that that means. And and we get so caught up in it, you know, like if I look, for example, if I look at my podcast now and then I compare it to Joe Rogan, I'll never record another podcast in my yeah. life. Because I'll be like, how the hell am I going to get a 150 million pound Spotify deal? This is never going to happen. But if I don't do that, and if we circle back all the way to what we said right at the beginning, which is focus on yourself, and then if that's what you focus on and you don't compare, then you kind of start to build your own path. Mm-hmm. And you don't worry about other people's paths. And sometimes their path might overtake you. But then there might be, a, they like, you can't see it, but there might be a massive hitch in that road. And then you kind of overtake them or whatever, or, you know. Yeah. And I think, like, we're so, we're so, like, competitive with stuff. And even to the point with mental health, like, I was talking to one of my good friends, and he's led a relatively charmed life. Um, and I've had a, f- a few like personal difficulties and I was, you know, just confiding in him and stuff. And he was saying, man, I feel like real guilty because I've never really had anything like happen to me. And, you know, like you're going through all this shit and I just feel so bad for you and blah, blah, blah. And, and I just said to him, I was like, bro, it's not depression in Olympics. Like, you know what I mean? Like you split up with your girlfriend. I've never split up with my girlfriend. Like, I don't know how I would deal with that. Like to you, I mean, he dealt with it real well. Like maybe that might floor me, you know, whereas like I had some maybe on paper, what seemed like some darker shit, but, but we get in this thing, like even with mental health, we compare and we're like, no, but my thing's darker than yours. And I had more suffering than you did. It's like, yeah, but what to you is like a real small, maybe not even a problem to someone else might be like a, like the biggest thing they're going through and vice versa. I think we could stop that. And like we said, right at the start, like it's a nice kind of circle, but if we just focus on ourselves, have that humility, don't have that ego and have that self-confidence to know, like I can get through this because I've got through little things. Like you said, it's a hip escape in one role. I never thought I could do that. Now I can do that. Well, that's given me confidence to be like, yeah, like now I can do that. You know, now I can get over my anxiety that I never thought I could get over. And you start, you start to get there before you know it. Like you're, yeah, all mental. Right. You could look at that. I joke with my mom because obviously like I'm very mental health minded in my house and I live with my mom. And so when she starts getting like worked up, I try to bring her back, you know, get grounded. So one time we were, cause we moved, we moved into this house um, last year. No, this year. It's only been like a couple months. Feels like forever. So we're like moving this uh, my mattress like down the the hall, right? And there was mm-hmm. an air conditioner. Um, what do you call that? The temp, whatever Filter? The thing. No, the thing that you go. I'm gonna make it hotter now. The thermostat. Oh, the remote. The thermostat. Whatever you call it. <laughs> we're gonna have different words. <laughs> <laughs> so I knock it off, right? And it kind of like uh-huh. falls apart. And she goes, "No, now I'm gonna have to buy a new one." <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, "Dude, let me just assess. I'll just." put it back together, put it back on the wall. And she goes, oh. I'm like, it's um, not the end of the world. And she goes, yes, it is. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we laugh about it now, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I didn't, I didn't like uh, minimize her emotions. I just was like, I, I, of course I laugh because that's just how we deal with it. But also I was like, trust me, like I could fix this. Like I'm going to fix mm-hmm. this. And if I can't fix exactly this, like it's okay. We're going to get through this. So yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just the littlest thing because a bunch of different stressors and then one thing, because obviously moving is very stressful, especially during COVID. So right. there's a lot going on, you know, so I, I yeah, respected yeah. that. But at the same time, I'm like, you need to stop freaking out because then I'll freak out. So <laughs> yeah. like, let's just keep things, you know, but yeah, yeah. on the idea of like comparing to others, it's so weird how no one teaches you to like look within. 
Like no one looks mm. within. Everyone was always like, no, no, I'm stressed because I have a payment due and I don't have money for it. Um, I'm stressed because I have to plan a wedding and I don't know how. I'm, you know, like it's so many uh, like blaming. And my dad mm-hmm. did that a lot. So my mm-hmm. dad, um, my dad uh, killed himself in 2015. And that's pretty and much I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. I, I've learned a lot from it. And I'm like, right. okay, like, well, it, it was a lot of, uh, it was just confusing, obviously. And it always will mm-hmm. be. Um, but we, we, we endured and we went to like counseling right away. And, you know, that was his decision. And yeah. a lot of times we look at blame. My dad used to do that. He used to go, no, you, you know, you made me mad because you right. did this. Or, yeah. you know, I'm stressed out because I don't have control over this thing that is making me angry. Um, mm. And it's like, well, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to, you can't control, like specifically traffic in Los Angeles. <laughs> I drive right. There are things that like, so I used to tell my mom, I'd say, okay, well, if I, if I'm expecting traffic, if I know it's possible, then I'm, I'm going to be less like, what the fuck? You know, so yeah. I have GPS, yeah, yeah. I look at Google maps, things like that. Like I try to get right. an idea of what I am to expect. But if I don't know what to expect and there are bad things, then okay, I have to deal with it. And then there was a time where it was a Starbucks. I'm guilty. It's like all we have around here. So I go to a Starbucks and there's a long line. And my mom's like, oh, you know. So I look Mm. at her and I say, here's where I make my decision. I say, if I wait in this line, then it means that, yeah, okay, it's worth it for what I want to get for this latte Mm. that I'm going to get. But if I make an assessment and I go waiting that long, is not worth mm. it for me, then I'll mm. leave. But the yeah. second that I get in line, that means that I've accepted it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and those are yeah, conscious yeah. decisions that I have made to say, okay, Aaron, you're going to have to wait a little bit, but if you're yeah. okay with this, let's do it. And so yeah. while I'm standing there, my mom's like, oh, the line's so long. I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs> you yeah. already accepted that, it. <laughs> uh, it's what we, what we said before, right? Control what you can control. And the rest of it, it is what it is. Like, I, and I've really tried to adopt that mantra. It is what it is. Like, control what I can control, and that stuff that I can change if I don't like it, or I can help improve, or you know, like I said, looking within, what is it that I can do better? You know, I've I've got an Italian temper, and sometimes I lose my shit at the You're dumbest just like, stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I lose my stuff at the dumbest stuff, and I'm like, well, that wasn't like okay, maybe they did something wrong, but that didn't deserve the reaction that I gave, uh-huh. and that's on me, and that's not on the other person. And like, I need to. Control control that and i need to make that better right and the rest of it it is what it is so like you said like i want to have i want to have a latte and i want to go to starbucks and then there's a massive line it is what it is do you still want the latte yeah get in line if not (laughs) go home do you know what i mean and it's there's no other choice um before i don't want to take up too much of your time because i know you're going to have training later um and you've been real generous with it i just want to before you we go i want to give you the opportunity to talk about um submit the stigma which the t-shirt you're wearing there now like what what is that charity and like how what does it do and how can people maybe get involved if they hadn't heard about it before so the the charity is a recognized nonprofit in the u.s uh in other words like a 501c3 so mm-hmm. it is a charity that is less about raising money it is more about the awareness so there are a lot of people that um it, it's sort of like creating a community for people to understand and to be right. able to communicate about what they're feeling because so much about martial arts is like stoic, you know, or, um, we don't show emotion. Exactly. You know? yeah. And then you go and you meet 
a bunch of Brazilians who are like bawling their eyes out because they either lost or they won. And then you're like, so emotion yeah. is okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like when I, when I started crying over frustration, you know, and it was making people feel awkward and I had to kind of go, well, this is just what I do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so you, you might either put it all inside and deal with it mm -hmm. later or never deal with it until it just explodes or you talk things out right away or there's different things. And I'm like, I feel emotion or if I get angry, I cry. Like I just, I cry. And some people mm -hmm. are like, Oh no, she's out of control. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I'm not out of control because I'm still doing it. I'm still doing what I need to do. I'll train and cry at the same time. I'll beat your fucking ass and I'll cry <laughs> at the same time. Like, <laughs> like it isn't, it doesn't mean that I've lost control. And so emotion, emotion is such a big thing in my life that it right. either has scared people or especially on the mat, people are like, uh, I don't know what to do. And so obviously I've learned to keep my emotions in check over the years, but I've learned that when other people have emotion, I want them to feel it's okay. Like, mm -hmm. and that they're not alone, you know? So whether it means, uh, empathizing with someone during their white belt journey, or right. it means, you know, just lending an ear for someone to vent about, their husband cheating on them. I don't know. There's so many yeah. reasons that people need to be able to feel heard and feel validated. And I think jujitsu does that a lot. There's a lot of support. Um, and I try to tell people, I say, you know how when you're, you're training and it's usually the same people, you know, they've got their schedule, you've got yours, and maybe you even have a main training partner that you partner up with every single uh, Tuesday class, right? Then they're mm -hmm. not there. And you're like, shit, I wonder if Jim's okay because he's not here. So you do a check-in. You know, and, mm -hmm. and really people should be doing that for mental health. Like, and it takes yeah. two, two seconds to say, Hey, are you all right? Are you okay? Are you doing okay? Right. You know, or, or, Oh, Hey, I've noticed that you've been a little off lately. Are you doing okay? It's so mm -hmm. easy to check on people and jujitsu being such a consistent training, uh, regime, you know, of everything and the routine and the consistency. It's like, you see people all the time. You're going to know if they're off. Um, right. off their game, off whatever. So be that person to let them to talk, or maybe they don't want to talk, but just say, Hey, I'm here for you. Cause that makes all the difference. Cause unfortunately with mental health and mental illness, a lot of us don't want to be a burden. Cause like the stigma, the stigma against it is like, Oh no, you're mentally ill. You don't know how to, uh, be in society. You're a threat to yourself and others. Oh no, you're a ticking mm -hmm. time bomb. Like all these bad negative ideas of, of mental, uh, of mental illness. And it's just not the case. It's just mm. not the case. I mean, we're just some like sappy, sad, emotional people <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Um, and we just need someone to talk to. So checking in on someone is a really good way. And having that support, seeing the same people, uh, having the goal setting, right. The stripes, the belts, the competitions, mm. All of those, um, obviously the physical aspect, like I stopped eating burritos before I trained because I was farting on everybody. Now I eat healthier, you know, so it was like little yeah. things when I was training that made me a better person. And it's like, it's just, you don't have to think about it. It's not your burden anymore. You go to, you go to class. Mm. You just, all you have to do is show up and try mm. and like your mental health gets better. Because like I said, there's little wins. There's goals, yeah. there's achievements. And when you get your belt, when you get your stripe, everybody claps. Everybody says congrats. Yeah. You know, it feels yeah. really, really good. And so yeah, whether yeah. the Gracies knew this or not, or whoever kind of modernized this like jujitsu gym type of atmosphere, it's so amazing. I mean, when mm -hmm. they started, the Gracies were like, come here and fight me on the beach. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Proving 
how well jujitsu works for either self-defense or macho-ness or anything. And now it's right. just like, get over here. Let's hug, let's hug it out for yeah. 10 minutes, you know? Be- so it's yeah. just, it's a really beautiful thing. And I wanted to make people aware of that, of that link yeah. so that people who have gotten help realize that there are others who do get help too, or people mm. who don't have professional help and should get professional help. That's kind of like a gateway to that. Mm-hmm. And also to, you know, everyone who experiences mental illness, you don't need a diagnosis. You don't need a no. diagnosis to experience loss. Your mom doesn't need to die for you to experience loss. You don't need a breakup to experience loss. Although those are really, really heavy things. Um, yeah. Losing a tournament can can sometimes bring up those feelings too. Yeah. So like, it's really important to keep things in check. And again, just to go back to like yourself, you know. Yeah. When I was fight when I was fighting in the world at brown belt, I wrote down third person. I said, "You are great. You've trained hard. I'm so proud of you. This person would be so proud of you." Blah, blah blah. You know, and I'd read it to myself because I felt like someone mm-hmm. else was saying it back to me. And right. I did. I performed the best that I had performed. And it was really cool because I, I was like my biggest cheerleader. So love it. Submit the stigma. Absolutely beautiful message. And for people who want to follow kind of your like career, maybe even see you, who knows, against McKinsey Dale in the UFC fighting for a belt. <laughs> right. This could happen. Let's speak it into existence right here. Um, <laughs> for people who want to for people who want to follow you, and I know you've got your own website, um, and you're you're pretty <laughs> prolific on Instagram as well. Like where can people find you? Where can Instagram, people kind of I'm, keep up? I, I'm on Instagram a lot. In fact, me and my boyfriend talk the most through Instagram. <laughs> We're long distances. Like we use Instagram. Um, so there is usually the best. I also have a submit the stigma Instagram, which has a bunch of stories of people who train jujitsu and how there's like been a, a, a mix between their mental health and jujitsu and how jujitsu has actually helped them deal with their mental Love health. Um, also submit the stigma.org. And AaronHurley.com, but otherwise, just Aaron Hurley is my my Instagram handle, and you can always find me there. I, remember, I think I I found you there versus yeah. the you know getting into spam email. and <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Gmail trying yeah Gmail trying to fuck this up. I was not having it, but uh, now nah, we'll, we'll tag you. So anyone who's listening to this who wants to find out, well, they can just click on the tags and they can find you. I really just want to thank you, um, thank you for coming on and being so generous with time. And also, I really just want to thank you for kind of being in the world that you're in, like martial arts competition and speaking so openly about mental health. I think like. Mm-hmm. You know, you said before how martial arts is so stoic and it's always about I'm the best and I'm going to defeat you and I'm going to fuck you up and this, that and the other. And to have someone who will openly say, like, these are my flaws and this is how I'm feeling and this is what I've gone through. But yeah, I'm still competing. Yep. And not only am I competing, but like I'm up there. I'm world class level. I think that's real inspirational for anyone um, who's suffering right, right now. And I just like really hope that you keep on doing it, keep on fighting the good fight okay. and uh, we'll be following you for sure. Everyone at the FU lights thank you so much awesome yeah thank you hi guys thank you for listening to the podcast please don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you haven't already every review helps us climb the podcast charts so that even more of you can listen to our amazing guests we really appreciate the support remember to tune in next week but until then keep safe and have a good one